Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto. Cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, compassionate facility. Right now, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. This is the time when they need you most. This is the time when you can make a real difference when it comes to doing something about the mental health crisis and the devastating opioid epidemic, the overdose epidemic that we're currently experiencing, losing 20 people every day. They need your help. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. Comes with a 20-year warranty and a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. Hey, Emma. Hey, Jesse. My cousin Emma Title's back. McLean's columnist uh, sang a song about Barbacay on the first episode of Shortcuts. Did, was there any... Any response to that? I am very pleased to announce that Barbara Kay loved my song, or she liked it. She tweeted at me and said, very nice song, nice voice, and she is interested in possibly going to uh, out for ramen with me in Toronto, though she did say it's very high in carbs, which she didn't like. So maybe we'll get a salad instead. So I've got some common ground with her. Too carby. This episode of Canada Land Shortcuts is brought to you by Susan Adset, William Denton, Nikki Thomas, David Peddle, Dylan Robertson, Andrew DeCruz, Kurt Klingbell, G. Keelan, Brian Kirby, Ethan Chittix, and Meg Bowie. This episode is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Trust is important. There are a lot of mattress lies out there, a lot of mattress liars. And I, I, I didn't intend the pun, but it occurred to me that there is one as I was saying those words. Listen, I am not lying to you. Uh, I have uh, experienced the Douglas mattress. It is an exceptional mattress at a surprisingly affordable price point. It is a mattress that sleeps cool. doesn't have that weird thing in the summer where the mattress gets like an oven. It's a very good product. It's delivered to your house in a box. You don't have to go to a big mattress store. It is a medium firm mattress, which is what Canadians prefer, and it comes with a 365-night trial and a 20-year warranty. What more can I tell you? Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. 
This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. Right now, there is an opioid crisis. Right now, there is a mental health crisis. But right now, it is Mental Health Week. And what that means is you can do something about these crises. You can help people. You can help CAMH save lives. They offer treatment with dignity, and they are doing cutting-edge research. I don't know if anybody listening to this is untouched by this crisis. You can see it in the downtown of every city in this country. You certainly feel it in Toronto. This is not something happening to other people. These are our friends. These are our communities, our families. We are all touched by addiction. We are all touched by the mental health crisis, and we all share responsibility to do something about it. Helping CAMH is something you can do about it. Help change mental health care forever. Your support will help CAMH build a future where nobody is left behind. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help them treat addiction and build hope. So, Emma, you didn't bring a song this week. I'm sorry. I didn't bring a song. I was thinking about it, and I I just... It's okay. Um, I I actually, you know, as much as it's like... It would be good for my show if every time you came, you brought a song. I will bring a song next time. No, but I, I actually, like, I feel like as your cousin, I have to give you, like, um, you know, guidance in this industry. I don't know that you want to be this, the singing columnist. You I know? would I would love to be that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I used to always do these songs in high school. And I do remember I put you on, on CBC Radio singing a song about Nellie McClung when you were. When no, you that were. was about cyber sex. Oh. It was about MSN Messenger. Nellie McClung, not well hung. But in history's halls, she's got great big balls. I actually have distanced myself from the poetry I wrote in high school, but uh, good on you. Um, We do need a musical interlude, though. An open letter to Joni Mitchell from Dave Bedini. Oh, Joni Mitchell, the things you say. I don't know why you say them. Mean things, harsh things, angry, pretentious, unfeeling things. It doesn't have to be this way. There's a blackness about you, Joni, about your way, that is starting to consume and devour whatever light pours from your art. Margaret Atwood just turned 75, and she's a decent person, full of conviction and fire. Ask yourself, are you lending anything to the greater conversation? You make it seem as if a gilded life of art and success in art is a miserable life, which it's not, because I've lived this life. Wow. What a putz. So that's from Dave Bedini, uh, ex of the Rio Statics. Are you a Rio Statics fan? I don't know what that is. Is that bad? That's okay. So here is what um, Dave Bedini was responding to in part. Um, Here's a bit from one of Joni Mitchell's interviews. Musically, he's not very gifted. You know, he's borrowed his voice from old hillbillies. He's got a lot of borrowed things. He's not a great guitar player. You know, he's, 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 he's invented a character to deliver his songs. Sometimes I wish that I could have that character. You know, because, <laughs> you know, you, you can do things with that character. You know, uh, it's a mask of sorts. That was a pretty good impression. That's pretty good, Dylan. You know what? I'm a Dylan fan. I'm not a Joni Mitchell fan. Of course you aren't. But she's got a point, and she's fucking Joni Mitchell, and she can say whatever the hell she wants. And if I'm, like, as old and or as accomplished as Joni Mitchell, I, I, I'm going to say what I want. Like, right now, I'm feeling bad that I call Dave Bedini a putz. Uh, I don't know Dave Bedini. Maybe he's not a putz. Maybe he just wrote, like, a putz for that article. But when I'm in my 70s 
and I read something like that, I'm just going to call the guy a putz, you know? It's just it's a very patronizing, insulting thing he wrote. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. Maybe it was a slow news day. But yeah, I, I read that, and what confused me about it most is that reading it, I assumed that Joni Mitchell had done something horrible, you know, that she'd done something really, really mean. And then I read the McLean's interview uh, that, you know, that I hadn't read yet, and I I thought, like, she wasn't she didn't say anything that was disparaging of anyone. You know, she didn't, well, she didn't mention Bob Dylan in, in that interview, but she was mostly just sort of griping the way any elderly person does about the kids today and how her grandson on doesn't have a good time on her sailboat because it doesn't move fast enough and he just wants to play video games. And, you know, I think that right now we're going through, at least it seems like it's been a trend recently of like old broads in the entertainment industry um, saying some some mean or or at least not positive things, and then getting this big backlash, and and really being surprised at the backlash. Like Bette Midler recently yeah. uh, was was talking about Ariana Grande and saying that um, you know she's so talented, she doesn't have to be uh, slithering around you know on on a couch half naked, and you know people were so mad at Bette Midler. Bette Midler is slut shaming Ariana Grande. Like that's like saying my booby slut shames me for, you know, wearing a short skirt to Shabbat dinner. Like, boobies can't slut shame anyone. What was funny to me about uh, the Dave Bedini thing was that I think he, you know, like you say, you got to write, he's a columnist, he's got to write a column every week. You know, maybe it was a slow news week and, and he, he he wrote something unfortunate. But, you know, what happened next on Twitter, it's like, it's like you, you step in shit and, and then he's the guy who kind of like was like, what? What did I do? And then steps in another pile of shit and then like like grinds his foot in. He he, he took to, to Twitter and said he, – he he linked to his own piece and, and the tweet was, Dear Joni, someone had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the link. And then he starts getting the backlash, right? And anytime you have an open letter, I mean that's so sanctimonious. But it's also – His name was in the headline, an open letter from Dave Bedini. Oh, it's from Dave Bedini? Like, if you think about it, Neil Young, for example, I think last year, he, uh, at one of his concerts at Carnegie Hall, he called out the audience for trying to clap along to one of his songs. He was singing Ohio, and, yeah. and people started to, like, cheer and try to clap along, but apparently he thought they were out of time or, you know, out of sync with his <laughs> own rhythm. And so he, he he yelled out something like, wrong, like, stop at once. And, like, that's a, that's mean, I think, you know. And I don't recall, like, a national conversation or any open letters to Neil Young. Well, there was a national conversation when he dared to call the, the Tarsens uh, Hiroshima, but not 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 for that one, no. And, and like, he, Bedini just kept making it worse for himself. So he, he tweeted, reactions to my Joni Mitchell column brought out the worst in a handful of fellow writers on Facebook. Very ugly. Very sad. And so he kind of he kind of remo- mo- like moves from kind of like judging Joni Mitchell to judging all of his fellow writers on Facebook. And, and now Sheila Hetty, whom I respect, is calling me stupid and saying <laughs> I am what's wrong with the Canadian attitude. The internet has ruined us. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was like so the most insulting part of that piece was when he references Margaret Atwood. It's like because she happens to be. Another old Canadian woman who's very nice. Like you should take you should take a page out of nice like Granny Peggy's book, and you should. Why like, can't she be more like Margaret Atwood? Hmm? Yeah, she's seventy five. <laughs> but I think his his comments about 
the internet ruining us. That's interesting because I feel like if somebody were to come up to him at, at a dinner party or at a party and say, like, listen, I read your column. I really didn't like it. I thought it was patronizing and sexist. He wouldn't respond by saying, like, parties are ruining us or, you know, <laughs> normal social interactions are ruining us or whatever. When people are saying nice things, then it's a very legitimate, you know, forum. But when they're not saying nice things, well, you know, it's not real. It's just it's the kids Twitter. own it's for kids. Like yeah. it's, I even do that myself. Like when people are saying something mean about my columns, I just say whatever. They're just a bunch of losers in their mom's basements on Twitter. But then when they say nice things, I think, oh, well. These are very important people. Yeah. I tend to give more credibility to the people who are saying nasty things. But Bell Media, the owner of CTV, is pulling the covers off of its streaming service. It is a product for viewers who simply can't get enough TV. They simply crave great TV. Crave TV offers a library of content, shows that viewers can access anytime and watch as much of as they want. What does $4 get you? The entire back catalog of HBO, the premium cable service, and popular shows like Monty Python's Flying Circus and Seinfeld. I craved. <laughs> Crave all the time. And with more now on what Crave TV has to offer, let's talk to our boss, Bell Media President Kevin Krull. Hi, Kevin. Hello, Ken. So is this the future of television? Absolutely. Wow, that was gross. I have a craving. So that was CTV News and Business News Network giving some objective coverage of the new product uh, launched by uh, their parent company, uh, Bell. Producers at Business News Network have been kind of like getting in touch with me on the slide to let me know that when Bell executives uh, come in for an interview, it is handled completely differently than any other coverage they do. And the whole – it's all pre-scripted and it's sort of taken aside to another room where the questions and the answers like everybody – like it's, it's just a performance. I guess the part where I feel like affronted and maybe this is like a, I'm, I'm, I'm feigning some naivete. Like who doesn't know that? Like why do you buy a newspaper if you're Bell – or 15% stake in one, well, partly to to pimp your new Netflix competitor product. But, like, there's, like, Christine Dobby is the telecom reporter for the Globe and Mail. And I, I think she's, you know, a good reporter. But, you know, they give her the Kevin Kroll interview on Monday before the Wednesday launch of Crave TV where she, like, what do you do as a reporter when you're kind of handed this brief of, like, hey – you're going to interview this executive about this new Bell TV product and, um, you know, no one's telling you that you got to say anything nice about it, but uh, here's here's this executive. Well, what else can you do? I mean, it would be totally hypocritical of me to insult this reporter or any news organization for pandering to, you know, their parent company. I'm, full disclosure, an employee of Rogers, so I should probably be on here promoting Show Me right now, the alternative uh, TV streaming website or program to uh, Crave TV. <laughs> I, I worked for McLean's writing about telecom and tech, and I slag Rogers all the time. And it's not that I'm so great and independent. Well, not everyone is as brave as you, Jesse. No, I was just such an uh, insignificant gnat. I was just such a, like, I was a blogger for McLean's that, like, I I'm sure you couldn't, uh, on the cover of McLean's, write an anti-Rogers piece. But I was able to get away with it somehow, and I had editors who protected me. But, like, you know, it's it's just this thing with Bell, like— uh, you know, Simon Haupt wrote, like, he got the interview with Kevin O'Leary when Kevin O'Leary, you know, the headline, Kevin O'Leary quits CBC, branches out big time. 
So all the latest news from the, you know, CTV, Bell Globe Media, telecom news media entertainment machine. Honestly, though, what choice do we have but to pander to our parent organizations when nobody will pay for print? Like, we rely on these people. We need them. We live, at least my generation, like, we expect to get things for free. Nobody wants to pay for anything. Nobody wants to pay for media. So, like, and I know that you... You will never say anything bad about technology or about the way the the new world works. This is uh, this is of, of course ludicrous, and, and I, like I don't believe that you. I mean, do you? Do, what? Let, let, let's talk about this, okay? Because uh, do you have cable? No. Okay. I'm I'm part of the problem. I'm not saying I'm exempt from this. I live in this free world too. I want everything for free. <sighs> Why? Well, I don't. I don't want to talk about the youth. Do you expect to get everything for free? Do you have? Do you have totally. Do you like, have Netflix? Without knowing it, I have Netflix. But lately, I haven't even been using Netflix. I've been using Popcorn Time, which is a free streaming website that looks like Netflix, but you don't have to pay seven dollars. You don't have to pay anything. And have you canceled your Netflix? No. And if you could pay $7 for popcorn time and like like if the price was $7 to get popcorn time, would you pay it? Yes. Right. So if somebody offers you the product. But the point it, is that there will always be the free product. You, you can get everything on Netflix for free as well, but you pay for it. Why? Everybody who pays, there's 1,500 plus people who pay me to do this podcast, but they can get it for free. Why do they pay me? Out of the kindness of their hearts. No, because they're, it's not this immoral generation. Like, they understand. People, it's not even generational. Like, people understand that you need to pay for things. But, they're, they're, like, this weird moral equivalency where you have to be able to, like, you have to be willing to get completely looted by Bell or Rogers in order to be a moral person. But how are we even on this? I don't even want to talk about this. Uh, what you see there is the, uh, the Pride Parade in Toronto. He is pictured beside Justin Trudeau, liberal leader of, uh, of, of the National Party, Kathleen Wynne, and Bob Ray. Today, we're receiving word, actually, uh, a tweet from a former uh, Wynn staffer, as well as a former journalist, that they're saying, this isn't Ben Levin. Th this is not the guy well, that is pictured. I've heard this before. Uh, if they want to say that's not him, fine. Prove, prove to me that it's not him. Show me the guy that is actually pictured but beside three of the most powerful liberals in this country. And don't tell me that it was just some anonymous stranger that came and sat beside Justin Trudeau. This man had a direct hand in forming curriculum that informs the children of this province on matters of a sexual nature. He was there when they first drafted this sinister and somewhat controversial uh, sex ed curriculum. So, wow, sinister. <laughs> sinister sex ed curriculum. Um, so what's in that curriculum? According to Joe Warmington, who wrote about this uh, just this past week and who uh, who referenced the photograph, this photograph of Ben Levin, there he is, with, with, with Trudeau, with Wynn. This highly criticized curriculum was abandoned by McGinty at the insistence of horrified parents. It included instruction about body parts, including the actual terms for male and female genitalia to first graders, homosexuality to grade three students, and masturbation to grade six. It, it, this is such a weird one where you're trying to parse truth from fiction and even and then like even when you kind of like, OK, it's not Ben Levin. So what the fuck if it was Ben Levin? Like, so what that there are pictures of Trudeau next to Jean Gameshi? Like Ben Levin's brother is like an editor of The Globe and Mail. He's got another sibling who like this is a he's got kids. I am going to go ahead and assume until I hear otherwise that nobody knew that Ben Levin was involved in child pornography if, in fact, it turns out that he was involved in child pornography. So what is the possible significance that he was, like, 
at Pride with Kathleen Wynne, Bob Ray, and Justin Trudeau. Pedophilia has just been historically linked, like when it shouldn't be, to homosexuality. And it's completely irrelevant to even mention the fact that Ben Levin, like in Joe Warmington's recent article from like this week, I think, or last week, where he talks about, um, you know, Levin's upcoming trial, there's just this this graph in there that's totally irrelevant where, where he references the photo and he says, uh, Ben Levin was seen at Gay Pride 2013 with Kathleen Wynne. It's like, what does Gay Pride have to do with this? It, it would be just as relevant to mention that he went to a Leafs game with Kathleen Wynne. But it's just because we're talking about like homosexuality and transsexuality that for some reason, everybody likes to occasionally lump in, you know, pedophilia with homosexuality or if there's a a pedophile being charged and he happened to have been at an event where there were gay people, somehow these things are connected when they're not. But now that they know that there is at least significant doubt that that dude is Ben Levin, and I spoke to Sun News today, and I said, like, they went on and they said, oh, you know, it, it just happened to be pride. We would have still run it if it was a rodeo and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, like you know, if it's not Ben Levin, let him come forward. And, you know, we won't, we won't print his name. It's not relevant what the guy's actual name is. So why wouldn't he come forward? And I said, well, I think you can understand why he wouldn't come forward. But, you know, like, like he doesn't want to be anywhere near this. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near it. And, you know, I said, look, now that you know that there's at least it's plausible that it's not Ben Levin. Are you going to look into this? Like, are, are you going, like, are you curious if what you are, have printed many, many times and what lives on in your newspaper, are you curious that you're printing that this is Ben Levin when it's not Ben Levin? And their position is until Joe Schmo <laughs> proves that he's not child. Show your face doppelganger of Ben Levin. <laughs> <laughs> until the body double of Ben Levin says, my name is not Ben Levin and stop running my photo. Then as far as Sun News is concerned, that dude is Ben Levin. That was Canada Land Shortcuts. I hope you liked it. Emma, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Emma Rose Title. And I'm at Jesse Brown. The website is CanadaLandShow.com. The crowdfunding site is Patreon.com slash CanadaLand. You can email me at Jesse at JesseBrown.ca. I read them all. I respond when I can. This show is produced by myself and Andrew Norton. And the next episode of Canada Land will be up on Monday. If you like this show, support it. You're not going to use the Hanukkah list? It's totally up to Andrew. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land, and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures, and it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada land. We need you to... And so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada Land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com join. And thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.